You know, my wife was born in January on the uh, 26th. But she's not at all like Doc Martin. Naturally not. The sun goes into Aquarius the latter part of January. Tell me, is it uh, bad to be an Aquarius? It's a sign that's wished on me. And it's a fixed sign like yours, Taurus. I imagine when you and your wife have an argument, it takes a long time to determine the winner. Oh, you're telling me. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the sewers of Brooklyn, New York. I am Nick the Rat, and this is Nick the Rat Radio, episode 360, coming to you uh, live. I think we're live. Yeah, it's we're live. Um, yeah. Usually the intros have something to do about the uh, episode, but I don't think that intro has anything at all to do about this episode. But that's fine. Because I can do whatever I want. That's what Diane told me I could do. She said uh, you could do whatever you want because I said you could. And thanks to her, I'll be doing whatever I want to do. Uh-huh. Tonight we have a, we have a we we have a pretty interesting episode tonight. We're gonna be talking about um I think it's gonna be a, a lot about AI stuff tonight, Diane. Right? That's what you told me to talk about. Yes, ma'am. Ugh. I'll go blind doing that. Doing what? It's not. It's no nut November. Net net. I'm not gonna go blind. I'm I'm pretty safe. I think uh I think this little weed box thing is working over here again. Let me let me try my little weed box thing. Um right, let's take a quick hit here to start the show up. You know, while I, while I start to do this here, put an eye out, well that could happen, you know. You see a pretty lady like Diane, you get excited, boop, there goes your eye. Hold on one second here. Is this going to pop? Is this going to pop? Boop. It works. <coughs> Let's get this out of here. <coughs> Oi. Jerk it if you got him. Nocturnal nut November. Don't you always have nocturnal? No, I'm not okay. I'm dying over here. Let me crack another beer too. That's how uh, most podcasts should start with the uh, host uh, just coughing in your ear and popping open beers, right? That's how it, that's how it works. I got some six points tonight. We are all dying, aren't we, Servo? I think everybody's sick. There's just some sickness in the air. 
eating away at everybody. It's rolling up into a big ball like the, what is it, the Katamari? Uh, oh, yeah, I was supposed to tell somebody a quick story about um, Ireland. So I went to I went, I went to Ireland a couple of years ago. I did like a loop around the 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 south south part of Ire, south part of Ireland. It was it was lovely. The air was super duper fresh. There was a uh, I went to I started the trip at in in uh, Dublin. Cool cool little city. Um. And then, and then I was trying to learn how to drive on the other side of the road, which was very, very difficult. Um, but the people there were super duper nice. There was, there was like a roundabout, and I was lost. I kept going around this one roundabout like thirty times in a row because I, I didn't know that I had to turn off of it. And uh, a really nice person just pulled up on the side and was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, stop!" So me and this other person were were in two cars, just blocking the whole road behind us. He's like, "Where are you going?" I didn't tell him to talk. I, I think we had like a 30, 45 minute conversation in the middle of the road. We and and the people behind us, not one honked their horn. Wow. Wow. In New York City, if you if you stop your car for two seconds, everybody's beep. It was crazy. Uh was it was in Ireland. Um I, I'm not sure if it was in Dublin, it might have been outside of Dublin. But and it wasn't okay. It wasn't forty five minutes. It was probably like two minutes. Just like oh that oh that, thank you. But nobody honked. It was cool. Um, then we went to the uh, the cliffs of Moore, cliffs of more or less, and um, we had a we had a cool guide there named Pat. And I I asked the cool guy named Pat since he goes he does those he he's like a farmer out there. And the clear skies, you could just see everything all over the damn place. So I, I, I was like, hey, you're, the skies are so clear here. Have you ever spotted a UFO? He looked at me, and he was like, um, well, let me tell you. No. <laughs> uh, he's a great guy. Uh, if you ever go to the Cliffs of Moore in Ireland, look for a guy named Pat, Farmer Pat. He'll take you around. He took us up um, like a back path to get to the cliffs. And there was, I almost died twice there. So um, thanks, Pat, for bringing us on the most scariest goddamn path to get to see some cool sights. There was like um, a gap. He was like, okay, everybody, there's this, this a little gap here. Just jump over this little gap. Um, and it was like on the edge of a cliff. And if you look down the gap, it it went all the way down. And we were way high up. So I was like fearful for my life. I was like holding the little dirt mound that was next to the gap. I was like, and we did see puffins. Yeah, it was puffins there. Almost lost my camera, dropping it off the side. And then uh, even actually, you know, that's a funny story because I almost dropped my camera and Pat came along and he took my camera. He's like, and he he was like hanging by a toe off the edge of the cliff, saying, "Let me take a picture of that puffin for you." I'm like, thank you, Pat. Uh, just Pat. I don't know if it was Patricia or Patrick. He probably Patrick. He he didn't have any uh, titties, so still maybe Patricia. Who knows? Maybe it was Pat Sajak. Um, 
so the Cliffs of Moher were really fucking cool. Then then uh, went down south there. I think south of the Cliffs of Moher was where they filmed Star Wars. So I, I saw saw all the Star Wars stuff down there. Uh, from yeah, well, where uh, Luke was milking uh, milking these animals. And yeah, I drank a ton of whiskey and 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 Guinness, of course, whiskey. And the people on the south part of Ireland don't like the people on the north. I, I think there's like a, a war or something going on there. I don't know. I didn't really get into that. I was just drinking, having a good time. But um, yeah, it was it was a good time. Also, they don't accept tips down there. I remember this. This is a cool little story too. Was, I was uh, on a tour bus with some guy, and he was. He was a super good tour guide, and and he's like, we don't take tips. But I was like, hey, you know, I'm from I'm from wherever, so you're just taking this tip because that was that was a good that was a good little little adventure took us on. Um, so I stuck a twenty in his G string. But anyway, okay, that's that's enough about Ireland. Uh, if you ever get a chance to go, go check it out. There's a lot of cool uh, green stuff over there. A lot of bars and music. A lot of music. There's a lot of uh, live music. It was really fun. <coughs> Tipping is crazy. Maybe we should just all stop tipping. That would uh, <laughs> fix tipping, wouldn't it? Because if if you if you if you don't tip, people look at you like, "Well, you didn't tip me." But if everybody just stopped tipping, then they're like, "Okay, there's no more tipping." I don't get I don't get tips at work. You you signed up for a job, damn it. The only people you should uh, strip are tippers. Anyway, let's start the show off with some music. We we should listen to this song called By Phasic Sleep Version 2 by Steffenhead. We'll be right back. Attention.
Attention. Whoa. Attention, everybody. Welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio. Tips do get taxed. How do you tap tax a tip? I'm sure. It's... Maybe I should work just for tips. Like, don't give me any money. Then the government man will find me. But tips, come on, bring those on. Then I can't get taxed. And the roads will fall apart. And all the people that live in dirty places will live longer. Any income is taxed? I thought only income tax is taxed. I don't know. Maybe uh, we could have somebody call in and, and clear this up for us. Uh, uh, caller, are you there? Yeah. Whoa. Well, is, is this? Is this Illuminati? Well, yes, it is. Wow. Good guess. Wow. Didn't at all. <laughs> you you are very elusive these days, and people think that I kidnapped you. Yeah. Well, maybe they're thinking that because you did. Maybe you, you are dead. Maybe this is pre-recorded, and I'm just pretending that I'm talking to you live so I don't go to jail. Uh, that's clever. Very good. Thank you. Have you ever been to uh, Ireland? <sighs> no, I have not. Have you ever like, been to? I'd Yo- really like to go though. Have you ever been to Europe? No. <laughs> wow, I thought you were like. I thought you were a world traveler for some reason. No, I mean, I was in Thailand for a while and then uh, went to Cambodia. Whoa! Went to Korea. Yeah. What are you, a soldier? Never, like. (laughs) No, just a tourist. As long as you're not a tourist. Right. Everybody, um,. Oh God, Mrs. Oh God, Miss. Oh, what? Here we go. What? Sorry. Hey, this is no nut November. Come on now. <laughs> well, sorry. Everybody misses your your uh, your stories. That's funny. That's funny. You know why that's funny? Because I just so so happened to call. I just called in because I wanted to tell you a story. <gasps> wow. This is like uh, like fate. It is a little bit like fate. <sighs> I have to catch my breath because <laughs> I just ran up and down some stairs trying to get my toddler to calm down. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> he's uh, still screaming. That's okay. He's still screaming. If you if you want to take a, a quick break to 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 get the toddler to STFU, that's fine. No, I'm good. He's good. He'll be okay. I'm actually just waiting for my uh, my notes to open up here, so I'm just kind of trying to buy some time here. You want to talk about uh, Rain Wilson? Okay. He's very annoying. <laughs> I think he's... Do you know who Rain Wilson is? I don't know. Have you ever have you ever heard of the show The Office? Oh yeah, of course. Have you ever heard of uh Dwight on The Office? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's who that is. Yeah, I think he's more annoying in real life than he is on that show. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that would little, be very annoying, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. He he wants. Well, to you want to hear a story now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about <laughs> Rain Wilson later. Let's hear a story. <clears throat> Here we go. Uh, too bad there's not like some like epic background music. That's okay. Here we go. The story takes place in the land of four nations that were once united. Although some rivalry sprung up from time to time, the four societies lived in relative peace. The nations were divided by distinct geographical locations. One is a rocky fishing town known for their hardy, hardworking, and rugged sailors and fishermen. Deeply religious, they worshipped the sea goddess Leucothea, to whom they attributed their nation's founding and name 1,000 years ago. She saved the lives of a ship full of families and guided them to safety, to the shore of which they now reside. Thus, they call themselves the Leucothians. The second nation resides deep in a tropical rainforest. Rather than the belief in one deity, they believe that they are part of a larger ecosystem as a collective consciousness, which they call Ekta, which is also the name of their nation. Rather than gods, they have entities that were responsible for the oversight of certain things, but are limited in their power. For instance, there is an entity responsible for seed germination, plant growth, and fruit production, but can only work with the resources granted to them by the other keepers, which is the keepers are the, uh, the different gods, you see, but they're not really gods, right? Their co- cooperation was integral to the success of their ecosystem. The people themselves are known for their love of psychedelics, having finely crafted their substances and have control over the kinds of visions the user wants. From a subtle augmented reality to a full-blown head trip, these substances excuse me, were also used to grant access into the Keeper's dimensions, where they can directly communicate with, with them, but only if the Keepers trust the individual. The people themselves are gentle, slender, lizard creatures, and possess blue skin with red jewel-like nodes that grow along their spine. The third nation, known to the others as the Lunatics, resides in the snowy, harsh region of Ur. The spirit and gusto of the residents here is a stark contrast to the terrain in which they reside. The people here are boisterous, strong, and jovial. They tease harshly and are very critical of those who have too much self-importance. Their reputation of lunacy comes from their insanely dangerous recreational activities, such as polar bear tipping, ice diving, uh, cliff gliding, and craziest of all, a sport they call fisky drogar, or monster fishing, where they deliberately search for the ice sea snakes, which average five feet in diameter and 20 feet long and time each other on how long they can ride the creatures before being thrown off. Many, many of the residents have scars as a result of being bitten by the fisk. The people here were also proficient in making booze and are known for having the finest and delicious alcohol in the whole land. In fact, this is the main drive of their economy. 
An Ulur ale or rum was considered very high class and prestigious, which the residents find hilarious since the grain they use for their alcohol require a very specific pH to grow, which they achieve by urinating in the soil. The final nation is the desert nation, full of tabaxi, or cat people, who claim to be the descendants of Bastet, the daughter of Ra. They are a serious race of sun worshippers. They hold themselves upright and give an erudite vibe, quite the opposite of the Ur. They call themselves the Tifo, Tifo Bas, or the children of Bastet. Outsiders call them the Golden Cats. The nations, all at once, were overtaken by a sickness that afflicted the majority of the population. While otherwise, while otherwise coherent, the people are overtaken by anger and distrust of the other populations. Some have been able to identify the evil power that uh, wishes to take the power of the nations because of the unique magic they possess. The evil powers have continued the magic, uh, sorry, <laughs> my handwriting shit, have contained the magic into totems and guard them heavily. They now simply wait for the populations to rip each other apart as the magic takes stronger hold of the people. <laughs> the magic's A few individuals... The magic's taking hold. Is the magic taking hold of you? Taking hold yes. of me. Oh man, here we go. Did I mention this is my D and D campaign? Uh, I'll think so. Me. I also do have some cool uh, music going on for you in the background too. Oh, you do! Sweet, thanks, man. <clears throat> All right, let me continue. There were but a few individuals that were able to overcome the darkness and have been collaborating to regain their power. They have been recruiting willing adventurers to retrieve the totems and reclaim the magic that will force the darkness into submission. This, uh, uh, you, did, are you the DM for this? I am, yeah. I wrote this whole thing. And you also seem to have written, wrote it, you, you wrote it in a book. <laughs> um, it's, is it a cool yeah. book or is it just like, because usually, usually the DMs get cool books. I have, it's, it's, it's called a, a Remarkable, kind of nice. That's anyway. not a book. I, I, <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> it's a, it's a book. That's a, that's a tablet. Kind of remarkable is awesome. Well, I got a, I got the remarkable too. I oh really? Yeah, I got that one too. It's nice. Yeah. I like it. It's uh, uh a, I only bumped into one issue with the 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 the, the, the remarkable too. It's a uh, what's that? If you're drawing and you have like a sketchy type of drawing, and you yeah. export the file and then you import it, the the vector lines are all fucked up. It's not as smooth as you'd like it to be. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Oh, I'm dying <clears throat> over here. But for writing and stuff, it's fine. Oh, my God. So yeah, yeah. Fun. No, I, I I like it. But, like, what I like to do is, like, when I finish a campaign, I'll, like, write it down in, like, a leather-bound little book thing. 
No, that's why that's why I was thinking you were reading on it right now. Yeah, that's not what I'm reading out of. Oh. I'm basically trying to get my uh, shit together here. All right. So, do you want to hear some more, or do you need to get more show done? Uh, let's see here. Now we can listen to some more. Let me crank the music up. Go for it. I'm d- I'm digging this. Okay, great. <clears throat> the story begins with five adventurers that meet up with an individual that goes by the name of Narik. Narik lives in Lucothia. He is a cleric and a drunkard and chain smokes a lot. He unfortunately has he's been afflicted just a tad bit by by the darkness but he's he's able to overcome it ever so slightly just because he is a cleric after all he meets the four adventurers in a tavern after his sixth beer he slams down the bottle and he says okay this is what we're going to do I get the feeling that this told him it's in one of the chain islands off the coast of Lucasia. Now, this is going to require that we get a Lutsu. Now, Lutsu is a boat. And this boat is special because it's a fishing craft. And at the front of the boat are two eyes that are drawn on the front. They're supposed to be, uh, they're supposed to ward off spirits. And this is a thing. This is a thing uh, in Malta. So that's what it's based off of. Anyway, let me continue. We get into the Lutzu. We're going to sail in the sea. And, well, I'm just going to keep looking for signs. And hopefully we'll run into the island. A paladin by the name of Chot looks up from his meal of a whole chicken and several large potatoes. He squints his eyes and he says, Is that so? We're just going to go into the middle of the ocean and just hope that we find it. Yes, that's it. You can go home if you want, says Narik. Chot looked back down at his chicken. (laughs) Just to... Just so happens that Chot was a failed paladin. Though he was technically a paladin and he did go through school, he was a very large and clumsy red-haired orc. He did not get along with people and nobody wanted to go on adventures with him. So he was stuck here with Narik with a chicken. Not really sure where they're about to go. But the chicken was good. So he said, All right. I'll go into the middle of the ocean and not find anything with you. How does that sound? Narik lit a cigarette. He looked shot straight in the eye and he said, That sounds great. I'm so glad that you're coming with me. Great. The rest of the party sat silently, also eating chicken. Well, is there anything else that you can tell us? Said a monk by the name of Carter Wall. Well, he said, 
All I know is that really most of the time with totems, you have to destroy them. Right? Carter Wall looks at him and says, yeah. I, right. This is his first adventure and he actually did not know. Well, he said, there's got to be some kind of magic or some kind of spell that will destroy it because I assume you can't just hit it with a hammer. Sure, said Carter. That sounds great. As they continue to discuss, all of a sudden, a very angry woman burst into the tavern. Tariq, she called. What is it, woman? He called back. I'm eating. I'm drinking. What do you want? Narik, get out here right now, she said. She grabs Narik by the arm and started dragging him out of the tavern. Narik was too drunk to fight that hard, so he just gave up and let him drag her outside. Narik, do you smell this? What, what are you talking? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. What is that smell? Narik, you take care of that right now. What, am I a garbage man? It's not garbage, Narik. There's some kind of dark magic. It stinks. It fucking stinks. Take care of it. Okay, well... Hold on. Narik walks back into the tavern. Okay, I have a first task for you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this this isn't funny. This is, this is D&D stuff right here. Man, these people are lucky. You, you DM for them? Oh, I already I asked do. that. And you said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Right. I have a first task for you. The, 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 the five, the five uh, travelers, the adventurers all look at each other and Chot speaks up. He says, what is it, fine sir? <clears throat> well, there is a stink and I need you to find it and I need you to take care of it. A, uh, a rogue by the name of Saitama looks up from his days. He doesn't hold his alcohol very well. Whenever he gets a little bit of it, he tends to get a little drunk. So he was just staring at the table for a while and all of a sudden his elf ears perk up and he looks at Narik and he says, Fuck you! I'm not going to go take care of some kind of fucking steak. Narik says, No, no, no. Hold on. It is an evil stink. It is an evil stink, and it requires great adventuring skills and great fighter skills like yours, like yourselves. We need your help already. Look, the, the magic is stinky, and it's right there. You can help us out right now, right here. You can help the stink. The five adventurers look at each other, and they say, all right. Stinky we might as magic? Well. <laughs> you might as well check this shit out. But I'm so they all get up and they go outside where the angry woman is standing. She's got her hands on her hips and she starts yelling at Narik again. Narik, how long did it take you? Why did it take you so long? What are you in there for? You tried to run away? No, woman, shut up. Get out of here. Oh, Narik, I'm going to get you. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm getting your stink, okay? Go home. Fine. She goes home. They go up the hill, and as they go up the hill, the, the stench starts to increase, and the adventurers start to feel a little, a little woozy. 
Everything seems totally fine, though, and he's just puffing away on a cigarette. He looks over at the rest of the party. He goes, eh, here, have a cigarette. It'll help make the stink go away. All you'll smell is smoke. It's great. So the party agrees, and they all start smoking cigarettes. Huh, they said. I suddenly feel great, as if I get a plus one to my constitution. Sorry. That's a good way to raise constitution right there. Right, you know, that's what I said. Um, The adventurers make it to the top of the hill. And they look and they see an abandoned home. Ah, that's the... uh, that's the abandoned home of the uh, fishermen family. They left a long time ago, and, well, nobody ever moved into their house. And, well, you know, it could be haunted. I don't know. As they get closer, they, they, uh, the, the monk notices a, a dark, weird little lumpy figure at the, at, at the door. And he looks, and he's like, Hey. What is that little weird black thing there next to the door? As he brings the, uh, as he brings this little figure, uh, to the attention of the rest of the party, it suddenly gets up and it stretches out real far. And all of a sudden, these little black appendages start to come out and reach out. This big long neck starts to extend and two little white eyes start blinking out of it. And then as fast as lightning, it runs around in the back of the house. Well, that was a bad sign. Let's turn around, said Shot. Oh, no, you don't, he said. Look, there's the magic. I told you right there. There's the stink. It's probably the stink. Now let's go. The party delegates for a while, and then they go to the house and decide that, yes, it's time to go in. So they figure out a way to get inside. Should I stop there? It can go for a while. Uh, yeah, let's actually let's stop it there and we could pick that up. Definitely any other. This is great. I love little D&D stories like this. This is this is uh, that's uh, I was lazy. I was like, I was I was was like, damn, I can't write so many stories. Well, it's so yeah. It takes a lot of time to story. make stuff. It's it's um. Hold on a second. I got this. I gotta get this Celtic bar music out of the way. Here, there we go. Okay. Oh sure, sure, sure. So how many how many players are there? Yeah. Let's see here. Well, I've got I have five core adventurers, but then let's see. So I have an elf rogue. I have an orc paladin. I have a human monk. I have an elf wizard. Uh, I have a tiefling, uh, druid, and then let's see what else. Oh, Wait, this so is all this dragonborn is... warlock just joined. Eight eight players. Um, Holy moly! Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. A lot of my company, including like, like the CTO's like, I need to do it. I need to do. I'm like, I. Let's do it. Whatever you want, man. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like the story? I fun? do. I, I I like it so far. Do they, do, I want to know if those, how much those cigarettes cost. Yeah. Right? Maybe they could sell those. 
I feel I feel kind of bad because they're all like healthy people, but I convinced <laughs> them to smoke. You're just you're a bad influence. You got them all eating chicken too. Maybe maybe some of the people there are uh, um, non chicken people. You having these yeah, chicken parties? This <laughs> chicken, like come on, chicken and potatoes, like it's great. Not beef. There's one Hindu guy there, and I didn't have him eat beef. So, <laughs> do, do you try to do you try to push reality on these people? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like well let's just see if you could play as somebody that's totally not what you are let's go for it yeah it's actually kind of funny because their their characters totally reflect who they are it's hilarious it's hard to separate a person from their character like yeah um, well uh go ahead Okay, well, well, Luminaria, with that amazing D and D story, I'm gonna. Oh yeah, you liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot, and I'd like to hear more of it. Uh, if if you could, uh, if you could call in again soon, if you're free, sure. if you're like, free, soon as in this show or next week. Wait, you want to call in again this show and tell tell us more stories? If you want, if I, I hear my child screaming <laughs> in the bathtub. <laughs> I hear a little bit of that going on. He's been insane lately. Oh my god, he hit his terrible twos early. He's just like, you know what I did today? What is that? The biggest defense. Oh my god. Let me tell you something. I offered my child spaghetti. He lost his fucking mind. <laughs> he loves spaghetti. Well, yeah. So then I offer a spaghetti. He starts to lose his shit. And so I take it away. And you know what he does when I take it away? He probably he get mad. Screaming. Yeah, he got mad. So I'm like, okay, clearly I'm not doing this right. No, you have There's to. No have way. To, if they're eating the scatters, let, let them eat the scatters. I, you know, I, I just dumped it on his, on his tray. I just dumped it on there and he started screaming and hitting it. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to make myself like some whiskey. <laughs> Mix it all up. Yeah, if you have back. a two-year-old, you got to get ready to be messy and stuff. It's it's going to happen. Oh no, I know, but I didn't realize that he would be so enraged by this food. Anyway, I gave him a few minutes to himself, and then he just started eating it. So I'm like, okay, all right. He just needed some time. You know, sometimes you just can't make him feel better. You got to walk away and let him figure it out. This is you true. Know, that's a life lesson. This is, a, you know what, you just, that's with all people, right? Sometimes you can't make them feel better. You just got to walk away and let them eat sketty. Walk away and <laughs> let them eat the sketty. I, right. I, I don't, well, I don't, have you ever, have you ever yelled at your, your, your two-year-old? Um, I haven't yelled at him. I've yelled with him. Yeah. I don't understand. I've seen people like yell at kids before. I'm like, what? What? How does that? How does that happen? Oh well. You know, I can see them getting frustrated. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> but yelling at them just gonna piss them off. It's like it's yelling at a plant. It's... Yeah, it's just not gonna do anything. It doesn't do much. I mean, no, that's not true. 
I yelled at him one time because I let my guard down and somehow he figured out how to turn on the stove. So I yelled in surprise. I said, no. And I ran after him and I grabbed him. I turned off the stove and he thought it was hilarious. I was like, oh God, no respect. He's going to burn down the house. Yeah, so we put up <laughs> yeah we put up a whole big baby gate just blocking the whole kitchen because they got little guards for the fucking, gas knobs, but uh, no, no, I know, I put them on. When <laughs> they you, were on. You have. He a, fucking unlatched them and turned on the stove. Wow. <laughs> he really. That's what I mean. This child, I'm like, okay, these things fucking suck. Like, we need to get some different ones. But no, he figured it. He was just like, because I thought he was like, that's why I just kind of like left him alone. I'm like, eh, it's the, everything's baby proofed, right? Nope. Click. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I hope you don't own any guns. <laughs> or if you do, I'm too high up. They're high up. <laughs> They're in a safe. The, you, the ammo's what kind, what stored, kind of, what stored kind of, separately. What, what kind of guns do you have? Well, well, let me tell you. Um, I've got a uh, a Mossberg 590 <sighs> pump action shotgun. That's no, that's a shot cool. right there. That's nice. Yeah, it's nice. I bought it er, a couple of years ago. That's, that's that's the one I'm using. No, no, that's not the one. The one I, uh, you know, my no agenda social profile pick. I'm also it's, that's a Remington. I've got a Remington there that I'm that I'm shooting. If I ever got a gun, I'd want to get it engraved or or do something cool to it, like spray paint it. Yeah, can, can the one I have the. Uh, <laughs> that just break it. The, the Mossberg I have is cool. It's like a. It looks like a, a desert. Desert tactical shotgun. It's real cool. It's got a, oh, it's got a, uh, got a laser. It's got a laser. It's got yeah, a and freaking a laser, and a man. <laughs> does yeah. the laser work? Like, if you aim the laser dot at the where your target is, and you pull the trigger, does the bullet go right there? I'll be honest, and never used it. <laughs> I figure it's just for intimidation. <laughs> it's, cool cool effects it. and... it's always too bright out. Like I don't need a laser. I don't oh, know. that's true. You can't even use it in the, in, if it's laid out. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck? The laser going to do? It scatters. <laughs> it's shot. It's be uh, close. And then if be, it's, it's close range, like yeah, what? Uh, you know, like you get closer. Yeah. I don't know. Plus, or if you use slugs, it's like you know, slugs so big. It's like whatever. You can be a little off. Anyway, I'd want to if I got a gun I'd, I'd deck it out like a like a Game Boy with like all the attachments like the magnifying glass and the speakers I'd get a, oh I'd strap everything on there that would be really that would be amazing oh you should totally do that put a put a bong on my gun so I could smoke and smoke yeah that would be amazing that that'd probably Break some teeth. That that I don't think that'd be very safe. That's probably not a good idea. So, uh, probably not. Probably not. Well, Illuminatia, I'm going to yeah. let you go because uh, we okay. have a show to do over here. We got we got to play some music. I know it's been thirty minutes. God, I can talk to you all night. Uh, I got to play you out with that uh, 
the you're, you got a jingle from Fletcher here. I got to play that. I got that thing. So yeah, that's right. Here, here we go. All right. I, I don't know if you could hear this. Part. Settle down and listen up for story time. Oh, it's settle down. Time for kind of story time. It's Scooby Doing like a, a story time with the Luminati. Like bluegrass thing on No Agenda Stream, dude. That's great. I gotta hear that. I love bluegrass. I wonder if Fletcher's doing. He's a music. cool guy. He's yeah, he's, he's a awesome. talented motherfucker, isn't he? He's fucking talented, dude. The way he fixes instruments is mind blowing. Like you have no idea how hard that is, <laughs> and he's just like, and he fucking fixes it. I'm like, holy shit. And that takes some serious talent. Yeah. Anyway, I hope he I hope he hears me compliment him because he's really good. He deserves lots of praise. All right. Well, I'll see you later. I'll let you get back to your show. Bye, everybody in the sewer chat. <laughs> Bye, Nadia. Have a great one. Uh, oh man. Jeez. Oh, wait. oh, there's another call coming in. Oh, I can't take another call right now. We have to play a song. Uh, call back soon. Uh, uh, sorry, caller. We're going to listen to some more music right now because we have to move along. We got uh, Dreamer by Love Light Club.
Man, oh man. Welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio. I got, I got the long, I got the long COVID. I'm going to, I might die soon. So enjoy these episodes while you can. <laughs> Wouldn't that be tragic as fuck? Uh, man, I haven't heard from Illuminati in a long time and listening to her tell them stories uh, makes me just really want to play some D&D. With her as the DM, though, like, it's very hard to get a good DM that gets into stories and stuff. And you could tell she's totally into it. It's fucking awesome. Uh, hold on one second here. What? We have to thank some people for helping to make this show. We have we have a donation segment to do. Yeah, we got a donation segment to do. It's, Diane, can we do donation segment now? You'll let it happen? Thank you. Okay. Nick the Rat Radio, P.O. Box 90549, Brooklyn, New York. 11209 is uh, where you could send stuff. I got one letter. I think my voice is changing. This uh, Maybe I'm hitting puberty. Let's see what's in this letter here. I broke the I broke the check. I'm gonna have to tape that up. Thank goodness. So for, I I really fucked this check up. I don't know if I can get this into the. Sh- <laughs> Sir Mike Roch, PhD. When I think about you, I shit myself. <laughs> You got me with that one. You could also go. <laughs> to nicktherad.com, click on donate. You could donate there using uh, Satan's PayPal, I guess. Uh, hold on one second here. I got to pull up the old PayPal account here. I have to go really far back. Oh, there's the invite from uh, Trey from Philly. He invited me to that thing. I, I barely, I barely leave the sewer at all. I can't just pick up and go to Philadelphia on a Friday. Maybe if I was uh, not hitting puberty right now. But let's see here. Uh, ah. Did I read this donation? Oh man, yeah. Last week, lavish sent twenty twenty. Thank you so much for that one. Uh, we have, what else do we got here? We got another donation here. We have LB with 420. I think LB, this might be, okay, I'm not going to dox somebody, but I'm going to cheer somebody. And I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say, Aloha. Have a good night. 
Illuminati. And aloha to LB. Cheers. Uh, we have IC with 420. IC 420. Thank you so much, IC. IC's been around for a long time. And after IC is always this other um, donation from, I think, KR. Let's see if this next one's from KR. I'm just guessing it is. Damn. If I was on that memory game TV show, I would win at least second place. But on TV shows, they only care about first place. Anyway, uh, KR, 420. Cheers. In the sewer to to Junta in the sewer chat. Also, if you <coughs> if you want to join the chat room and say goodbye to me before I pass away from whatever's living in my lungs right now, I sh- you know what? I- I'm making a doctor's appointment. I'll do it. I'll go there, and he's going to stick things up my... KR, thank you so much for the 420. And then finally, there's the Twitch chat here. Hi. Where's the 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 tit chat? The Twitch chat here. Um, Twitch, you can also donate via Twitch. Not Elon. uh, uh, Jeff Jeff Zuckerberg. Jeff. What is what is Zuckerberg's? I'm starting to blend their names together. Uh, Jeff Bezos, not Mark Bezos. There we go. Uh, said don't buy anything because the economy's going down the tubes. But if you subscribe to Prime, you can go to Prime and <laughs> click subscribe, and I'll get a free uh, two bucks a month. From you. Uh, Pardon me. We'll be right back. Diane. Diane, if I die, will you at least play the crime scene by Florigen? Thank you. Do that for me. Oh, boy. Bye.
Welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio. Uh, just, I just want to talk about Rain 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 Wilson for a second. He changes he changes his name to uh, Rainfall Heatwave Extreme Winter Wilson. Now, now we know that's not we know that's not caller. Is this Rainfall Heatwave Extreme Winter Wilson? No, uh, it's just me, Stillwater. Ah, see, that's like a two-syllable name. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot easier to remember, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. It's really so. So you know, you uh, you like uh, a rainfall heat wave, extreme winter, Wilson? You know. Then again, you've never met as him, did you? Like, as he might be, it's impossible to stay mad at him because he's so funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't find him very funny, but I also have never met him. He might be a nice guy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, dude, I found your character sheet, dude. You found it? Yeah. Can you send it back to me? Because I, I was looking for it. I got to do my taxes soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the yeah uh, uh, from D and D three point five edition. Oh, we filled yeah. this out one time, didn't we? Well, okay. So the only time I've ever actually DM'd a, a, a campaign, uh, I, I I basically populated uh, all of the NPCs with uh, various. Um, stand-up comics and uh, podcasting personalities. I made it in the loop. And for some... Not only that, you were the the player's favorite character, and everyone kept gravitating towards Nick the Rat rather than people like Bill Burr or John Hodgman or, you know... Who's going to get you high and have fun with you? Nick the Rat will. Exactly. Dude, that's that's what they clung on to. You're exactly right. <laughs> I would make Dude, a great also, NPC. I, get... I would hang out with me if I was me. Well, okay, so like it was um it was based on so like uh the players were sent to basically a murder academy where uh there were different sections of the school that would uh, train you up. You know, if you're a wizard, you go over here. If you were a fighter, you'd go over there. If you're a monk, you go over there, and you'd have different things. But all of them decided to ignore all of that and go straight into the sewers <laughs> to visit Nick the Rat. <laughs> Sewer chat for the win. Hell yeah, dude. It was. It was delightful to watch unfold. It was great. So after that, I had to give you six stacks and, uh, you know, because, uh, in, in that campaign, you were the, um, uh, the, uh, uh, the professor of, uh, lock picking and pickpocketing and traversing the sewers. And, uh, I, I remember the, 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 each that I gave to the incoming class members uh, via you, it was uh, so. Uh, we have very strict rules. 
uh, we're not allowed to leave here. Uh, and uh, we're not allowed to uh, leave the, uh, the the campus grounds at any cost. Um, so our first assignment is we're gonna break out of here, and we're gonna we're gonna break into Lady Gaga's mansion, and we're gonna steal all her mail. And for some reason, that hooked all of the players. They were all in on that. They stopped giving a fuck about any of the main quests. They were like, we need to steal all the mail for Nick the Rat. (laughs) From Lady Gaga? She's got a lot of mail, too. Yeah. Yeah, do you you want to know some of your stats here? Sure. Hit me up with my stats. Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, all right, so you have 12 levels as a rogue and two levels as an assassin. Oh, right? Oh, and that comes with some abilities. All right, so your strength is only 10, but your your dex is 20, your con is 14, your intelligence is 16, your wisdom is 12, and your charisma is 12. Although in real life, I think your charisma is more like 16 to 18. You should probably switch my decks and my charisma. And then... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Dude, but you, you also have... A, you, you had a, a special heavy crossbow you know, with a, an attachable sniper scope Ooh. that gave you a, a plus three uh, to crit range and plus eight to attack did it have a laser sight on it you didn't need a laser sight because you had night vision because you're a rat and you lived in the darkness caller do you do you own a gun no i do not own a gun have you ever but i have shot a lot of guns have you ever fired a gun with a laser (laughs) on it I haven't shot one with a laser on it, but uh, honestly, it's because you don't really need a laser on a gun. If <laughs> if you've played Duck Hunt on the NES before, you know how to shoot a gun. But the laser, the laser helps. It so you know where on the duck uh, you're shooting. It's if you're going for that precision. Uh, I I would oh, imagine all you got to do is look through the sights. Yeah, but the, it's that simple. But the laser, yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, if the laser actually, if if you put the laser like on a uh, the duck's nipple, will it hit the nipple? You know what I mean? Like, is it that precise or no? It depends on the distance and the wind. But honestly, you don't need the laser. The laser is only there if. You're going against a human target, and you want to intimidate him or her. But that's not intimidating. It gives you away. Yeah, exactly. You don't need a laser. It just gives you away. You just need your regular sights, maybe a scope if you're going long distance, but just your regular sights. Now, if you're trust your eyeballs. If you're shooting, what if you're, what if you're shooting from the hip? Because your hip doesn't have eyeballs. There you go. Well, that's a, that's a that's a reflex save. Um, and your reflex save is fourteen, and so that's pretty good. 
you got a good reflex save, so you can shoot from the hip, and you probably got a decent chance. But since it's November, I'm trying to save up my my reflexes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, anyway, how you doing, bud? I haven't talked to you for a while. No, nah, it's been uh, it's been, uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm still congested. I still have I still am flaming flaming up a lot for like for like it's been like a month of just phlegm. Yeah, I I've been phlegming up too. Uh, uh, and when I was a kid, uh, there was a doctor that told me, "Hey, all right, if you're coughing up phlegm and it's green, then you're infected and probably contagious. If it's yellow." You're starting to get over it, but you're still infected, but you're not as infectious. And then when you're running clear, then you're uh, getting to the end of it. What if it's the colors no, of the LGBTQTYVTPQFST flag? It's I didn't know that had anything to do with it. I was just talking about phlegm. No, well, the, the color, though, because mine comes up like blood red. Um. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Nick the Rat. You might need to see a doctor about that one. It's been pretty. It's been pretty clear. But it's just a lot of phlegm. Just a lot of. Yeah, I I've been getting a lot of phlegm lately too. Well, phlegm. And, and I I did a, a huge uh, pivot in uh, my career. I've 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 given up on kitchens and I'm working construction and uh i'm gonna start uh plumbing soon too but uh but then i got sick you can probably hear it in my voice it's kind of scratchy and sounds a little bit different but yeah i i don't think i talked about i i changed the sink head recently that shit was hard did you really yeah i did nice that shit was that shit that was uh it took three days for me to do it. Three days? <laughs> three three stoned Nick the rat, that I thought that that should take you less than three hours. Well I had to get the right tools. You know? I had to get the right tools. Oh, okay. It is harder to get the right tools. Uh like, I was starting notice, off with yeah. I started off with one wrench. Okay. And then I, I had to buy like, I had to buy one more wrench because there was like a, like a nut that you couldn't get to because it was fucking high up there. Mm-hmm. And like tight. You had to get, it was $30. I had to spend $30 for a tool I'm going to use once. But you might use it again. And maybe like I mean, 10 years. I mean, think about it. I, I, another thing might break down or... Uh... A neighbor of yours might have something that breaks down, and guess what? You got the tool. It's and not I know a way to use it now, too. Yeah, damn right, motherfucker. That's the that's the spirit. What's your What's your favorite tool? Do you have a favorite tool? My favorite tool is my mind. That's all right. How about like a physical one? I'm going to say my favorite oh, physical I'm, tool I'm a is a, a multi-driver. <laughs> I was thinking screwdriver as well. Uh, Phillips or, or flat? 
Yeah, I, I got a screwdriver that has a, uh, like, like the head can pop out and, um, and then that part, it can pop out on both ends. And so there's a, a large flat head and a small flat head and a large Phillips and a small Phillips. And it has been really great for just about anything that you need a screwdriver for. Nothing feels better than uh, a long, small Phillips head screwdriver, uh, like sticking it down into a hole and then hitting and then like getting a good uh, a good uh, grasp, a good friction, a good fit, a good fit on a long, thin Phillips head screwdriver. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. It kind of like <laughs> pops into place. You can't see anything, but you feel it. It's. It's magical. It is, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that you're dual wielding a short sword and a dagger? And they're both plus one magical weapons, so it means that you can attack ghosts with it and still deal damage. Why I can attack ghosts? Really? Ghosts can be hit with weapons? If it's a plus one weapon, it means it's a magical weapon, which means that it does damage to ethereal uh, enemies. Oh, I'm thinking about the Witcher, where you need like a silver weapon. Oh, I'm talking about um, uh, D&D, actually. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it just seems weird that I'm we can hit a ghost with your character like, a, sheet. like a... Can you hit a ghost with a like a bow or a stick? Depends on the bow and the stick. Dude, you you have a, t- a plus 20 to appraise? That means you can look at a gem and appraise how valuable it is. I'm pretty good. Without even just, trying. Um, yeah, you get an automatic 20. Oh, my God. I could judge a book by its cover. Yeah, I'm actually looking at your character sheet. I'm like, dude, you're OP as fuck, <laughs> dude. No wonder these players like you. Wait, what's my height? Uh, your height? Do I have a height? It is. Uh, what, did, is that on here? Hang on. Okay. Uh, your hit points is eighty. Your AC is twenty. <sighs> initiative is plus five. Base attack bonus is nine and four. Uh, hang on. Uh, I didn't have the cosmetics on there. I always played you as being exactly rat-sized, but with ridiculous fucking stats. Oh, yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I'm trying to imagine if I'm a John, like Splinter or... Yeah, 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 you're, you're, you're like Splinter, but tiny. <laughs> All right, so like in the in the I new uh, a giant. Uh, DS uh, Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge game, you're just like Master Splinter, but instead of being that size, you're tiny, but you're still doing the same shit. <laughs> I like it. That sounds good. Fuck yeah! Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to solve my own mystery of why. The players gravitated towards you. I'm, op- I'm an OP. Anyone midget. else in that game? 
And I could probably the the great thing about being that size is I could I could smoke less weed and get even higher. And actually, you you had a, a little pipe that would uh, um, draw uh, other sewer rats to you, and you could tr- control them via that pipe. And you would do things like I'm the high uh, getting cures for uh, uh, curses and poisons and things like that. But it would always come with weed, and you would always smoke weed. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, I'm starting to realize now why everyone loves you as a non-player character more than any other of the non-player characters. And also, I must congratulate with your players for being so cool and realizing how cool that character is. Some some players might be like, "That's that's too OP. Get the fuck out of here!" But you follow well, that. It's because it's because whenever a big baddie would show up, you'd be like. Uh, you guys got this. I'm gonna go smoke some pot over here later, and so all like, my talent oh, was wasted. <laughs> I can't stay mad at him. It's like our OP Nerf gun is—he's missing in battle. He's smoking weed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'd help him out sometimes, and then when things got really rough, you would just abandon them, and they would have to like do shit on their own and it worked out it was perfect i'm teaching them how to do their own perfect it is good that's exactly it was almost as though you had the wisdom to let them grow on their own so is uh i have a okay i i got a question about rain tomahawk fireball wilson i forget his name it's too long can can I, can oh, I ask you a yes, question? Oh, yes, Dwight, yes. Can I ask you a question about... Um, this might be a controversial question here. Go for it. What I'm is your uh, opinion about vegan veganism? Okay. Um, so my brother married a vegan. And uh, because of that... My I saw niece, that movie. I saw that was a great movie is a vegan uh, whether she wants to or not. And that means that when she uh, starts to get to uh, 14 or 15 years old, it'll be on me to sneak some meat her way. <laughs> oh, it'll you might want to wait a, little, a couple more little years. A little bit of bacon. On top of her salad, you know, it's nothing crazy, but everyone knows that meat always tastes amazing. Oh well, no, yeah, but vegan. I think vegans push it too far. Like, um, veget. What do you think about vegetarians? I think vegetarians still okay. I think I think vegans if are, you, are strange because they don't drink milk or eat cheese or. Or, okay. Or like products, they don't they don't partake in the products of the animal without harming it. Sure. So they're kind of like animal haters. They're like, "Fuck you, cow! Yeah. Your milk's not good enough for me." Or 
I'm not eating a the chicken's egg. That's this, that chicken's not good enough for me. It's like it's weird to me. I find veganism to be strange. Uh huh. And, and that's natural. And okay, so uh, but I don't think I don't think uh, vegetarians I, are strange. I don't think eating the meat of the animal is weird. I actually wait. No, I think eating the meat of the animal is a little weird. But uh, eating the uh, uh, product of the animal, I think that's just that's. I think that's well, a little and, yeah. So I, I have. Uh, I guess it's weird too. Uh, You're eating gotten to know meats. a lot of ranchers. Uh, you know, out here in South Dakota, there's a lot of uh, cattle ranchers, and um, you know what they do? What they they do? bend over backwards to make sure that all of their cattle have the happiest and most comfortable lives that they can, and they truly do love all of their animals. Because if they're happy and healthy, that makes for the best meat. I'm also, I'm not against people that eat meat. Uh, I just, I, I'm just talking personally. I, I do, I do not partake in meat anymore because I just can't see doing that. Uh, if, but people, and, but I see eating their byproduct, fine. I'm like, hey, I'll suck on a cow's tit mm-hmm. while he's alive. But if he's dead, I'm not, uh, well, uh, but what but, uh, about what about the cow that has uh, gone through her life, and then at the very end of it, dies peacefully and happily? Yeah, and the rancher is like, "Well, well that's actually you don't want here. you want to kill it before it dies. You don't want to eat like dead meat." Uh, well, yeah, I was gonna get to that in a minute, but thanks for. Uh, stepping on my punchline. Well, I'm so sorry but, about that, but uh, uh, Dwight, <laughs> Dwight f- from the office, how annoying is uh-huh. this? He's an aspiring vegan. Is that worse than being a vegan? Well, I, th- I think he might be doing a bit. Oh, you think that because this- there's no such thing as an aspiring vegan. You're either a vegan or you're not. You either stick to just vegetables and fruits, or you also drink milk and eat meat. But then he also changed his There's name. There's really to, no uh, in between. Whatever you change. If you're if you're an aspiring vegan, it means that you're eating fruits and vegetables, and then. You break down at the end of the day and you drink a glass of milk and you eat a fucking burger. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. But imagine you and, were in this. And you said you were an inspiring and, uh, vegan. Uh, Rain, Rain Wilson, he's kind of famous for doing uh, character bits and uh, elaborate uh, jokes. And so I think he might be doing a bit. But it's the thing is, it's not funny. It doesn't always land. You're right. <laughs> but you like him. <laughs> it's oh, I like him, but I know that this joke is not landing very well. Do you thought? Do you think the name joke is landing well? His character on The Office was great. I'm not saying he wasn't Dwight. Oh was yeah, funny. yeah. His character on The Office was great. Um, and. Uh, I, I thought that his uh, 
Uh, he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. But I don't think his little... I would never watch Rain Wilson doing stand-up. I cannot see that being funny. Is there there Rain Wilson stand-up? Does he have... I don't think so. I've never found any. You've I looked. could be wrong on that, but I, I don't think <laughs> I that there's any Rain Wilson stand-up. There's just a funny interview. Yeah, I, I think he's just a silly person, and um, he does a bunch of jokes, and some of them are going to land, and some of them will not. Let's you see know? his net, net and I think worth, that, even though it's I think that this is a perfect example of uh, someone... Uh, I mean, it's uh, like the improv uh, nature of what he's been doing uh, throughout his career. This is a performance art piece that is just not landing as well as it could. Rain Wilson you know is saying? worth $14 trillion. Let that sink in. Real. It's real. And he has a really gorgeous wife. Let oh, that yeah. sink in. That. See his wife. Oh, look that up. Yeah. Oh man, she's gorgeous. Well, that's why he went. Uh, he probably went vegan because of her. She looks like a vegan. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have a kid too. Yep, they have it, a kid. It looks more like the wife than it does look like Rain. He's a lucky kid. <laughs> Let's hope that means that he's at least funny. Holy shit. Stillwater. Yeah. What's up, bud? Is it it's past is it midnight yet near you or is it not midnight yet? Because I already missed midnight in my sewers. It's not midnight here yet, but it's midnight in the sewers, isn't it? It's midnight thirty over here. Uh oh midnight thirty, buddy. Hell yeah. Uh Stillwater, do you you wanna say goodnight to the sewer? Of course. You do? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone out there in the sewer. Still water. Still water. Deluge of love, Gabriel Marcia.
Whoa. Whoa, still water. Whoa. Where's the button? I gotta find buttons over here. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> I'm done talking. I'm done talking about Rain Wilson. Could be a lovely guy. Seems his comedy makes him seem come off uh, kind of arrogant, but that's I'm being arrogant by even saying that. So, Nick the Rat, know your role, brother. Chillax. Hold on one second here. I gotta bring up my. I gotta bring up Diane's notes. Uh. Oh boy, I don't even want. I don't want to talk about this because it's so disturbing. It's very. It's a very disturbing topic for me. Uh. It's actually why I am smoking right now. When. When I don't partake in Mary Jane, I'm a I'm a dream warrior. I've I'm a very I've lost the the power to lucid dream because I'm only doing it in short spurts. I don't enjoy I I don't think I enjoy dreams very much. My dreams are always they go to very strange places that just make me feel odd, and I don't know if I like them. And I think that. Diane, can I tell her? Can I tell them? Okay. Well, Diane's been having strange dreams now as well. The f- I've been I've been smoking less. I think the last time I smoked was last episode because I'm all I'm congested. I'm coughing, so I'm not going to be smoking very much. And because of this, my dreams are coming back. And my dreams are just fucking... They're, they they put me in uh, extreme situations where bad stuff usually happens. Or or really good situations where good stuff happens. But I they're very vivid. And then I'm like, wow. I just lived through something that I really miss. Or, some, or I just lived through something that I really don't miss. But it's a very extreme feeling because the dreams... Uh, me and Diane were okay. Check this dream out. I had a dream that Diane was with me, and she's being chased by a giant wasp. And then Zendu shows up, and he's cooking. I'm in a house for some reason. Zendu's cooking up some, I think, eggs, some chopped cheese, some. What he's holding a big butcher's knife. And I'm like, I'm trying to protect Diane because I'm like, Diane, no, don't, don't hurt Diane. And then Diane's like, oh, Zindu, Zindu chops those bastards up all the time. And then Zindu takes a swing at the the wasp, but he misses. And I see in very detailed graphic stuff of the the butcher knife going into his leg. It was it was a very disturbing dream. And when I woke up, there was a something from my from one of Zindu's lawyers about me hitting him in the leg with a. Uh, but I'm trying to blame that on on something. But either way, there's a when I when I don't smoke, I have very very intense dreams, and I don't really like them, even if they're good dreams. Like if I have a really intense good dream, I don't like that. 
Because it's, it's just a dream. Um, but all this, all the, all this, like marijuana is becoming more popular these days. Not popular, but uh, more free to smoke. And <laughs> ingested. Let's let's smoke some more weed to stop the to stop the dreams. <coughs> Wednesday is my uh, have fun night. Smoke. Here's an article on Eyewitness News. Smoking marijuana may be more harmful to lungs than smoking cigarettes. The uh, only way that I could prove this to be wrong is with the amount of cigarettes I used to smoke would far outseed the amount of marijuana plant that I would smoke. Um, in one day, I could smoke there's 12 cigarettes, 12, 20. I could probably smoke a pack or two in one day. And that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of cigarettes. I would say most smokers do maybe a pack a day to a pack a week. That'd be the range. The amount of marijuana that I would smoke is, let's see, when I, uh, a daily basis, I would smoke maybe one cigarette's worth. And there's like, I think there's 12 cigarettes in a pack. Or is there 24? I forget. They're like crayons. I forget. 64 packs. I think it's I think it's 12. So instead of smoking 12, I'm only smoking maybe one, probably less. And that's the only reason why I think smoking weed is um, safer than smoking cigarettes because you're doing a, Twelfth the amount you're going to smoke. Normally, maybe, possibly, maybe some people smoke more, but you know that's that's, that's depends on the smoker. If you're smoking the sixty four pack or the two blunts a day, whatever. Let's read this article and see how much bullshit we could find in it. Yeah, putting anything into your lungs other than air. Actually, putting lungs into your air is harmful. Oxygen is the reason that you die. Because it rusts your cells. If you didn't breathe air, you'd live longer. If there was no oxygen, either way, we're all going to go someday. Let's see. Let's read this article and see how they try to push science on you. And let's see how little science we find. A new study has found smoking marijuana may maybe right there we already start off with a may likely to cause certain health problems more than tobacco. This is from Dr. Scott Brandman. He's a thoracic radiologist. Perhaps it's time to just pause and think about what you're doing to yourself until we get more information. More information, people. Um, smoking substances, brand new. 
brand new. It only started happening a couple of weeks ago when when the law said it, you could do it. All right, let's see here. The study was doing, it was like non-smokers, smokers, who got emphysema and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Marijuana smoke not only damages the airways in the lungs, but it's actually making holes in it, Brandman explains. Marijuana makes holes in your lungs. We're seeing for the first time these holes being created in the lung. We're seeing the what does this even mean? We're seeing for the first time these holes being created in the lung. That is going to be irreversible damage for these people. We're seeing for the first time. Because what? I gotta look up Dr. Scott Brandman. Brandman. Maybe he works for a tobacco brand. There's a couple of Dr. Scott Brandman. No, it's all those Gatos, California. He works for cats. He's a veterinarian. Two thousand five. Okay, let's keep reading this article. We're only for the first time we're seeing. It. Okay, why is it for the first time? The CDC and prevention says about twenty percent of all Americans have tried pot. I think that's a very low estimate. There, I would say. It's probably more like 30 to 40%. How many people are in my chat? I got I got a million people in my chat room. Uh, can you type the number one if you've smoked pot once in your life or two if you haven't? Let's see how many ones and twos we get out of a million people. We're going to do a quick, quick vote and see if out of the million... At least 20% have. All right, this is this is the silly part. Brandman says one factor that may... Okay, look, the may, there's a word may here, may affect weed smokers is how they inhale. Because they inhale deeper and they hold the smoke in their lungs longer. So he's saying that cigarettes may... I mean, marijuana may be more dangerous than cigarettes because... Maybe because they hold the smoking longer. It's going deeper into the lung and it's having an opportunity to stay there longer. Blah, 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 blah. That's as he said. It's, of course, that's how it works. You, you, tobacco is also filtered, but marijuana smoke is not. The amount that you smoke from... it's. Do you blow out smoke? Then it's not being filtered. <laughs> Anyway, Dr. Scott Brandman. Good luck with your research. Let's listen to a voicemail. Hey, dude, it's Rick. Also your favorite neighborhood wombat. Anyway, um, a couple of things. One, uh... You were talking about Jordan Peterson. Is it Jordan Peters or Jordan Peterson? I, I can never remember. I always get that confused. 
Um, but the that site got taken down. Oh God, because I first heard about it on No Agenda about a year or two ago, and then just a little bit after that, it was taken down. I heard about it a little before. And number two, it does sound an awful lot like him, but maybe because. I'm blind and I listen to voices a lot. Doesn't mean I have great super hearing. Unfortunately, I, I have hearing loss, but I, it doesn't sound quite right. Well, it is good. Um, they actually had a thing called Model Talker, and it was developed for people who had a throat condition way back in the day. And you had to say the funniest phrases into it. And I made a voice synthesizer of myself, or well, almost finished it. Um, Something happened. Oh, I can't remember what happened, but I couldn't finish it because I use a screen reader and there was a problem with it when they updated it. Huh. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to mention was for any of your uh, listeners who enjoy listening or like listening to audiobooks and uh, like fiction um, and you like the more absurd, there's a guy uh, from England named Robert Rankin and he reads a lot of his own stuff, and you can tell he enjoys doing it. So figure along, maybe along the Monty Python trail, um, stuff like that. It's fun. So, you know, uh, I just figured that some of your listeners out there might enjoy it. All right, everybody in the, in the, dirt, dirty, in the dirty dark sewers, or the dark and dirty sewers, have a good one. Peace, love, and empathy. Robert, <laughs> Robert Rankin, R-A-N-K-I-N. I think he passed away kind of recently too. Look at that camera action. Hello, it's um, I've got good stuff, good stuff to tell, show you tonight. Mugs and lovely things. We'll start with this one. <laughs> This is, this is a masterpiece. This is the flatline muck, uh, the flatline tumbler. Okay, you see the monkey, uh, the bulb monkey with his bulb, and it says flatline. Now, the, my, what I particularly love about the flatline uh, mug is men of a certain age, it being my age, will remember the Dukes of Hazard. And you remember two things about the Dukes of Hazard. You remember their amazing car that they used to dive into the window, and we remember. Daisy Duke's bottom in her denim shorts. <sighs> well, it looks like Daisy Duke's bottom, doesn't it? <laughs> it certainly does. So not only do you get a beautiful, original <clears throat> mug celebrating the fandom of the opera, you also get an erotic Daisy Duke's bottom. <laughs> I'd rather listen to him than Jordan Peterson read me a book, for sure. I don't know if that's the right guy, but it might have been. It could have been. It could have been the dude. Oh man, this next song we're gonna listen to is called "Hurt Money Winter." I think it should be called "Herb Money Winter." It sounds like he's saying "herb." This by Trip. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
want diamonds, I want gold, I want rims with the spinners, it's a Benz, not a Beamer. Now it's gone, skirt, skirt, I'm pulling up and now your bitch gon' take it off. Her money winner, shout out to my dealer. Every day it's cold, you know that's just how it goes. It's a her money winner, and a whip I'm going for. Now she miss me when I call, girl, just look her to the stars. Her money winner, her money. I want diamonds, I want gold, I want rims with the spinners. It's a Benz, not a Beamer. Now it's gone, skirt, skirt, I'm pulling up and now your bitch gon' take it off Her money winner, shout out to my dealer Every day it's cold, you know that's the side cause It's a her money winner, ain't no whip I'm going far Now she miss me when I call, girl, just look her to the stars Do this every weekend, do this every weekend Smoking while I'm drinking, I ain't even thinking Kiss me if I'm dreaming or I pee my kidney Woke up, I was leaning, what the fuck, I'm geeking I feel like a beetle, might be silly weeping They see me rolling, they don't know I'm zoning, I can't see shit I got it snowing when I'm walking, this my favorite season It's her money in a party, we forever screaming Her money winner her money. I want diamonds, I want gold, I want rims with the spinners It's a Benz, not a Beamer Now it's gone, skirt, skirt, I'm pulling up And now your bitch gon' take it off There was some recent article about how I'm such a great marketer. Um, and like, I say the stupidest things. That cannot possibly be true. Uh, <laughs> my issue is that I don't have a filter, not that I have too much of a filter. Well, now, are there, are there uh, since you've done massive research on the numerous conspiracy theories, are there certain hallmarks of a good conspiracy? Uh, are there certain things that the, the best conspiracies have in common, uh, like shadowy uh, uh, historical roots or uh, 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 conspiracy to control one particular aspect of life well, what, what I have noticed, uh, I, I, it's hard to pick a favorite. It depends on whether we, whether, I, whether you want the craziest one or the most plausible I'm one. I'm just wondering if they have anything in common. Something well, uh, yeah, it? when you get into the more science fiction type conspiracy theories. The uh, X-Files type? Yeah, well, there's, there are more X-Files type theories around than they've done on X-Files itself. <laughs> uh, there are so many conspiracies, uh, conspiracy theories about various aliens meddling with us. Uh, this, go, uh, this goes back to Charles Fort uh, in the 1920s, who wrote a couple of books on that theme. There's all sorts of ideas about who it is, whether they come from Sirius, or Zeta Reticuli, whether they're greys or some other types. And, or all uh, of the above. Uh, and when you, get, when you get into that literature enough, you find out that it's, 
The most science fiction and futuristic theories are curiously the most medieval. What it comes down to is a battle between good and evil on a cosmological mm -hmm. level with the earth as just one part of the major. It goes back before Christianity to Zarathustra, who had mm -hmm. the Araman and Mazda, these two gods who are in perpetual war with each other. And uh, in Christianity, they made uh, the good one God and the bad one the devil. But uh, in Zarathustrianism, you're never quite sure who's the good one or the bad one. You've got to make a choice, but you don't know who you're choosing correctly. You don't know who's going to win, <laughs> which I find more interesting. Now pay attention, class. We have a lot to go over. Lesson one, why parents hate their children. Mommy, read to us every night. You, the cute little urchin in the front row. Won't you share your thoughts with the whole class? Yes, I said Mommy reads to us every night because she loves us very much. Loves you? Isn't that the, uh, the, uh, the L word, Captain? <laughs> oh, yes. No, child, I think your mother reads to you every night in order to stupefy you to sleep so that she and Daddy could sit down for three measly minutes without you and your mindless, inexhaustible, unstoppable, repetitive and nagging demands. He took my toy. She hit my bear. I want a potty. I want a cookie. I want to stay up. I want, I want, I want me, 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 me. Mine, 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 mine. Now, now, now. <sighs> Can't you understand, child? They tell you stories to shut you up and conk you out. That's not true, Jack. You're a liar! Lie? Me? <laughs> Never. <gasps> the truth is far too much fun. <laughs> oh, my child, before you were born, your parents would stay up all night together just to see the sunrise. Don't be frightened. Maggie, before you were born, they were happier. They were free. Have you got any messages for room 104? The name's Herman. P.W. Herman. No, nothing right now, Mr. Herman. I'll be in the bar. Wow! That's fantastic, Pee-wee! Thanks! Ah, <laughs> oh, Pee-wee! C'est magnifique! Voici Pierre. Bonsoir. Dino, here, brought you guys French fries! <laughs> Merci, Merci beaucoup, Pee-wee! Merci, <laughs> So fucking stupid. <laughs> A lot of people ask me, Black Gallagher, what's your favorite video game? I tell them, Black Gallagher. Huh? Where are the weapons of mass destruction? That's what I want to know about. I think they're in J-Lo's derriere. What's the deal with 
<laughs> Why do titties taste like salt? Has that happened to you? What's that about? Can you make breast milk butter? I tried. Titty milk, that was the one. Dating's a trip. What's the deal with asking people out? Why can't I do like a caveman and smash him with my mallet? You know why a dog licks his balls? Because they're salty. That's why I do it. Let's smash some fruit. Black Gallagher. Black Gallagher, bitch. That's right. That's right. I got warrants. Get the gun, nigger. Come on. And what separates me, okay, from like Hollywood directors, okay, is that, that I have a, like, I have a huge head, all right, okay? Now, now I don't mean I have a big ego, okay, because I don't, all right? I mean, my actual head is huge, all right? I mean, I have to sleep sitting up, okay, like the elephant man, or I'll die, all right? But, but okay, get this, though, okay? It was my huge head, okay, that thought up who was perfect to play Marcellus's wife, all right? This is going to sound kooky for y'all and cozy, but you guys don't understand the esoteric. What if I told you that all of us are capable of traveling? Well, not all of us because you're not smart enough. But what if I told you that there are a lot of people capable of time traveling? They just don't know it. What if I told you that time traveling is easier than you think? Uh, it requires a lot of discipline and no machines. What if I told you that the reason why the New World Order wants you to focus on fiction stories about machines is they don't want you to know that everyone has access to time travel? Then what if I told you that the, re the way that those of us fight is we are each pulling from time itself Yes, of course the Jews time travel. That's what makes the apostasy so great. Okay, Walter, your character, okay, is the gimp, okay? Now, what you have to remember about your character is that he's, you know, he's like, okay, he's kept in a trunk, all right? In the basement of some guy's house, okay? And he's used for deviant, hardcore gay sex, okay? Let's do it. <laughs> so what if I told you... What if I told you... That... I could prove that I've time-traveled before. The thing is, okay, about uh, uh, Pulp Fiction, okay, is I had, to, I had to figure out who was the best, the best guy for it, okay? <laughs> so, you know, I had to look into my big misshapen head, all right? <laughs>
But the bottom line is, is the Bill and Melinda, or Bill Gates is buying up farmland, as you know, all over the place. I know. He is the biggest private landowner in the United States right now, and the land that he's buying up, he's taking out of food production. And it seems to be because he's obsessed about about meat production, at, at least in part, doesn't believe that that's part of a sustainable future. And so, but but I, I do share your your skepticism. To what end, Michael? Like, I read about, you know, the, the, the notion that we need that we need to, you know, turn to plant-based foods and insect-based protein in the future and that, you know, meat production and all the cow methane are contributing to the degradation of the environment. Where are you from? Uh, Louisiana, Texas area. How long have you been in San Francisco? Since uh, June. If you're going to be homeless, it's pretty easy here. I mean, if we're going to be realistic, they pay you to be homeless here. When you said that San Francisco pays people to be homeless, what did you mean by that? <laughs> you mean that literally? Yeah. I mean, I get 620 bucks a month, dude. From yeah, general assistance? Yeah. or you, How was that hard to get? Phone call, bro. F***ing phone call. 200 food stamps and 620 bucks cash a month. Wow. Forget about it. Why wouldn't I do it? You know, it's free money, dude. This right now is, is literally by choice literally by choice like why would i want to pay rent i'm not doing i got a cell phone that i have amazon prime and netflix on the cops told us uh this morning like oh it'd be easier if you guys packed up in the morning we wouldn't have to come out here and i'm like what are you talking about he's like oh okay and then some other women here that's exciting that's great i just have all these toxic thoughts that never stop you know, they never stop. It doesn't matter what's happening in my life. I still have them. I got food poisoning one time, and my first thought when I got food poisoning was, <laughs> I can't wait to weigh myself. Everyone has people in their lives that, you know, it's not your kind of person, but you just love them. You just yeah. love them. You know? Yeah, yeah. Nick DiPaolo, who's in the movie, yeah. Nick was my roommate. I don't have, there's not a person that I know personally who I'm less like than Nick DiPaolo. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. We just don't agree. I love him. Sure. <laughs> and we brought him to this, and we didn't know where, it's a New York kind of crew. There's some younger people in the cast. Yeah. They, everybody loved Nick because nobody knows anybody like him. Yeah. And where we become so pushed apart that when you actually meet people. Right. From the other side, you fall in love with them because thank God they're not like mm -hmm. Well, and that's you. a... So frosted mini wheats, which is sugar on top of grain, is at 87, and it is in the green to be encouraged, whereas ground beef is the lowest yeah. at 26, which is to be minimized. But ground beef is just protein and fat. Yeah. It's really generally healthy for you. Yeah, 100%. But, but what studies can they point to that say ground beef... Is to be minimized. And look at a boiled egg. Like, yeah. that's just egg. Just an egg. Right. And and what comes in higher, right? You see egg substitute fried in vegetable oil comes in higher than just a boiled egg. It's so crazy. It's backwards. Egg substitute fried in vegetable oil is 62. Right. That's so nuts. So nuts. Because what the fuck is an egg substitute? Skinless chicken breast, 61. Honey nut Cheerios, 76. How the fuck is that real? 
Fun fact about guys, we don't want to do anything. And women want to do things. We're going to go apple picking. We're going to go to brunch. We don't want to do any of that. We'll do it to be nice, but just know that none of us want to do it. I used to go out with this girl and I would fly in from a gig. Let's say my flight landed at four. She'd be like, when do you fly in? And I go, oh, I fly in at seven. She'd be like, oh, all right, I'll come over at seven and we'll hang out. But oh, I needed those three hours to yeah. just fart shit, decompress, oh, unpack, watch a fucking TV show. Ooh. So I would lie to her just to get myself a little charge up time. I would open the door and be like, what are we doing today? Oh, it's Sunday. Let's go out. I was like, ah, I want to kill myself. You know Lex Friedman? Oh, yeah, the, like, super popular podcast guy? Yeah. He is the most dry, boring Oh, you don't understand the appeal? Yes. And watching him interview Elon Musk is, like, the biggest fucking snooze fest ever. It's two things that bother me. The way Lex Friedman asks him a question, and then the way Elon Musk doesn't say anything to fill the air. So Lex Friedman will go, so you talk about robots. And you think that they're going to be the future. Just like that. And then Elon Musk just goes... Ben, you gotta do. <laughs> I think that Tesla. He does that because he knows all his little fucking jerk off fanboys are gonna be in the comments going, like, oh, that's his system uh, processing. Well, you know what? He's got a slow as fuck processor. If he's such a genius, he should be able to just answer the question. He's thinking about the whole world, man. He's, 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 he's factoring in things you don't even know about. Against. Terrible business people. You know, anyone who's in business is a cheater, a villain. The CDC says hundreds of people have gotten sick from raw milk. More than that have drowned in uh, backyard swimming pools. I think we should uh, fill in all the backyard swimming pools and outlaw them. Life is risky. You can die from it. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, you and I should be able to choose our risk. I mean, I think eating Cocoa Puffs and eating Twinkies and drinking Mountain Dew is risky. But I'm not asking for a government to, to tell you that you can't do it.
Hey, dude. Um, real quick, I I should have listened to the end of this segment first. Uh, no, she didn't speak every word in existence. Um, it's what's called concatenated speech, or I guess for you, concatenated speech. So I think that's the correct term for it. So what they do is they'll have you say certain phrases, and some of them are nonsensical. I know because I I I recorded that model talker uh, thing, or I almost did. Um, and you say uh, certain words and certain phrases, but a lot of it is just weird collections of almost nonsensical phrases where they can get all the phonemes they need to out of this. And probably I sound a lot smarter than I am. But I do know uh, a little about a lot. Now, the underpinnings of it. So uh, what she did was she um, she just said all these weird phrases because I heard her interviewed. Um, and that's how these synthesizers work, uh, except for, like, the old ones, uh, like Eloquence and Deck Talk. Eh, nobody cares about this. Um, those are just uh, generated by the synthesizer itself. It's not a human being. Um, so that's pretty much how that works, my friend. All right, dude. I promise I won't call in again for a while, but I just had to correct you on this. Nothing harsh. You're not trying to yell at you. All right, bud. Bye. Hush. So what you're trying to say is that that was a synthesized voice and it was taken down because it was owned by somebody? Never stop calling in. Please leave more voicemail. I love hearing from people, especially people that are um, talking about things that uh, that I'm talking about, or vice versa. Well, now I know this 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 guy right here, the uh, Robert Rankin. I got to read it, or his book. He writes. It's a start, isn't it? <laughs> here we see Flora. She didn't get sold the other night, so here she is. She's one of the tortoises from the Lewis Bowl movement. There's a lot of Lewis Bowl movement stuff going on here. You will see here, these are really beautiful. Look, this is the Nucker, the, the famous um, Sussex Sea Serpent. And we have him on this very beautiful, and they really are lovely mugs. They're, they're very light, yeah. they're, they're very professional. There's a, a chalice with the Nucker on it. And there's another orange knucker mug, which is rather beautiful. I can say that I've drunk out of most of these, and they're really lovely to drink out of. Oh, I've only broken those two, never mind. Um, here we have skull mug. These are really good for soup and hot chocolate. A skull mug from the Lewis Bowl movement. Bees, the Brentford Bees mug. Oh, yeah. That's a particularly big one for hot chocolate. <coughs> This is the punctuation mug. I don't understand it, but it's beautiful. Look at that. They are lovely, aren't they? And then we have the blue crackle. We have the... Which one's that? The pink skull? No, that's, that's orange and blue skull. The orange and blue skull. Oh, there's the blue one. And how many do we have of these? We have, These are cane toppers for in the garden. We've got... Three of those. Three of those. 
different designs. Pink, red and blue. Pink, blue and red. B, B. <laughs> B toppers for your games in the garden. I could listen to that guy all day. He's selling these cups and these mugs and these uh, cane toppers. Uh, wow. Yeah, when you find a, a good thing to listen to, it's fun to listen to. I, I listen to some things every night when I go to sleep. And so I, gotta have, I, gotta have, I like listening to stuff when I'm not making stuff. Um, there's a... I, there's a, there's a lot of this AI artwork going around. I'm going to talk about some AI artwork right now. Here we go, people. Here we go. We're going to get we're going to get really controversial right here. There was a convention. And at the convention, they had a seller that was selling art. And this art was AI art. They were selling AI art. I I didn't see the art they were selling. I'm just going to I'm just going to hope that what they were selling was large format well printed canvases or whatever cuz that would be cool you would prefer less money in the world oh you'd want more happiness over the money eh, yeah but having the money is just kind of cool like imagine you weren't you were like uh instead of a three happy you were a two happy but had all the money? Whew. It's all pers- all pers- 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 perspective. Uh, AI artwork. Do I get mad at it? No, I don't get mad at it. Uh, because I'm over that whole thing. There was somebody selling AI art at a... AI art. Computer-generated fucking collages of pre-existing work. Somebody was selling it at a, at a convention and they, the, the, a person was not happy with it and they walked by, they, they gave it the middle finger and took a picture, they posted it on Twitter, they, they got they got a lot of steam. The I think it was like probably 14,000 people touched this thing. And there's a, a lot of them, that, uh, a lot of the people that, that were uh, touching this thing were saying that this should be like illegal and these people shouldn't be able to sell their art there because it's not their art. I'm thinking about this. I'm like, AI, AI art, it's going to suck unless you really kind of, you have to choreograph, you have to choreograph it. You have to be. You have to or, or, orchestrate it. Should selling should photographers be banned from selling pictures at uh, conventions because what they're doing is just selling uh, Mother Nature, what exists, other likenesses. It's. I used to get very upset at uh, photography, but I've come to in completely. Understand that all art is bullshit. It's all bullshit. Somebody might have put more time into one thing than the other. It's still all bullshit, though. 
Just because uh, Pablo over there took 13 hours to make expensive bullshit doesn't mean that uh, Joe over there could sell 50,000 things to make the same equivalent of that one thing. It's art. It's all It's all fucking... Oh, Tijanta. Good night, Tijanta. Also, it's on the buyer. You should always write the medium, and I think that if you do use AI, I think you should write that in the medium as well. Pencils, uh, marker, oils, and AI. Just don't don't lie about it, because you don't know where the AI is getting it from. AI just gets it from everywhere. It's like a filter. Like a... <laughs> like a siphon. Um, a funnel. It's like a funnel. Everything's there, and you kind of pick it out a little ends. But you still have to stenography. It's it's kind of it's um it's like a remix. You can do it with audio as well, but there's still there's still fundamentals that are copied from. Day one. To get mad about it, that's just that just means you're jealous. It's like, oh that person I'm jealous of that person. People are buying their art and not my art. Well, maybe you should use some AI in your artwork. If your artwork's not selling and you suck, you could maybe AI is a tool you could use to get better with your artwork. To your to represent your vision for other people to buy. Just grow up, people. People could probably sell pictures of tweets. Okay, if a fine artist used oil, oil paints, he gessoed the canvas, got it all ready for the oil paint, he mixed the he mixed the colors by himself, but he did all he did everything. He did everything. He even even fucking farmed the the cotton that made the canvas in the earth, and then he did a perfect oil representation of one of Elon Musk's tweets. That's the same thing as like AI creating a fucking lens. It's it's all bullshit. It just matters how you interact with people and how you sell stuff. Don't be a hater. Or, you know, just be a hater, but keep it to yourself. You know? Or 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 tell people you're a hater. I'm telling people I was a, a past photography hater. But I understand it because now I think everything is just bullshit. I think the whole thing, there's, there's nothing good. Even if it's really good, it's still it's still shit that we've seen before. But you could still appreciate everybody appreciates their own thing. I've you know what? I appreciate this next song here. Fooled by Randomness by a Roxy Lau.
on the Dark Sewer Network. You're listening to Nick the Rock on the Dark Sewer Network. few songs there let's see here what we play here last song was a, a villain story by jeffabe 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 people i think the uh, congestion might be uh, a result from the tearing apart of reality existence is falling apart quick here at a uh, at a rate, it's at least a multiple of two of the rate of the falling apart of the reality. The unraveling is happening quicker and quicker. And as things unravel, I think the smaller stuff are starting to congeal. Conge- there's congeliation. I'm going to say, if you don't see the unraveling, you at least are witnessing the congeliation of reality in itty-bitty, tiny-winy pieces. Everything is a give and take. You can't control it. It's just out of, it's out of control, people. And, um, Diane's telling me that I need to uh, go to sleep because I'm out of control. Uh, Diane, hold on. I have, to, I have to tell everybody good night. I have to. I, ow. All right. This is the time of night where it's it's one uh, thirty in the morning, and and your host is quite intoxicated. Um. Good night, everybody. We'll be back next week with more, more, um, more stuff. Yeah. I'm doing a teaser for a week. A week-long teaser. I definitely missed more notes here. I got I got other stuff here. I was going to talk about deformed humans and survival of the fittest and evolution and all that fun stuff. And VR helmets that blow up. But instead of all that, 
I'm just going to say goodbye. Uh, thank you, Hashtag Sewer Chat. Thank you, Illuminatia and Stillwater and Servo and DeJunta and NetNed and everybody in the chat room. Everybody. You know what? I got a whole lot of love for all of you. Even if it's not even sung by who you think it's sung by, it's sung by Ian Lacard. Le- Le- it's Lacerda. Good night, everyone. We'll be back next week. Who would do that?
rather bizarre and likes extreme styles and she can always tell the other fellow what to do say she does it that but why are you telling me all these things if they're your own weaknesses don't you realize i'm trying to convert you to astrology oh here i have a cigarette no thank you don't kill animals rats have rights Oh, good night, America. <laughs>